Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. So I'm in my office today trying to get take care of a lot of things that I haven't been able to, I haven't been in to do. And uh, about, and I, I was, I thought, oh, I can't wait to hear uh, what Randy says about the miracles, because God has really been pouring into him revelation, knowledge uh, about miracles. And so that's awesome. And I'm sitting there about 5.30, and all of a sudden, when I'm thinking about, wonder what he's preaching, I can't wait to hear what he's going to preach tonight on miracles. The Lord said to me, what day is it? I thought, what day is it? And I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, and just like that, he said, it's a monumental day of miracles. And just like that, it came to me. Do you know what day it is? It's Purim. Starts right now, tonight at sundown. It's Purim. How many know what perm is? And you probably, uh, Israel is celebrating right now. Celebrating big time. And Purim is the celebration of when Esther, a young Jewish girl who was raised by a Jewish man, Mordecai, because her parents had died and, and he was her elder cousin. And so he raised her and she was a beautiful Jewish woman. And they were over in exile in Persia, Jewish people. And um, Vestai was the queen uh, of King Xerxes. And um, she was a beautiful queen, but she defied the king. I mean, if you were called upon to come to his court, you came. Well, she thought a lot of herself, and she said, no, I'm not coming. I'm not going to come. And of course, it made the king very angry, but it not only made him angry, it called upon, uh, some of his officials came and said, you know what the law says? If a woman defies the king, if you're, the wife defies the king, she's, uh, you're going to have to do away with her, release her from being your wife and the queen. And, and they said, if you don't deal with her, all the wives of the nobles in the kingdom will treat them the same way. <laughs> They'll treat their husbands the same way. You have to deal with this. And so he did, and he took away her crown. And he said, what am I going to do? And called on all his eunuchs in his court and said, go. Uh, one, of, one of them made the advice that, why don't we go out and find all the beautiful women that uh, are in the kingdom, the young virgins, and bring them in and you can choose. Well, Esther was one of them that got rounded up and they didn't know she was Jewish. And so, uh, anyway, to make a long story short, you know what, I really want you to go read the story in Esther about Esther and about Purim. 
read the book of Esther. It's not that long, but it's such a powerful story how everything came about. And in, in the story, the, the miracle, the big miracle, why they still celebrate Purim today is because of the great miracle that took place. Because um, there was an evil man in, in the king's court. His name was Haman, and he had about 13 evil sons as well. And he hated the Jews. And he had noticed Mordecai one day when the king's procession or parade came by that Mordecai hadn't knelt down to honor the king because he wasn't going to. He only honored God. He was a man of God. And um, so that um, uh, Haman saw that and decided this is his chance to annihilate all the Jews because he knew he was a Jew. Well, nobody knew that Esther was a Jew. Even the king, the king did anoint her, and the king did make her his queen. And uh, but he he didn't know she was Esther. As a matter of fact, a fun fact: the Jews, even today, in their celebration of Purim, which is a great celebration of uh, rejoicing, but it's all about gratefulness. It's all about thankfulness. Guess what for? For miracles. And they celebrate the miracle of this happening with Esther and how she, um, uh, I can't, I won't tell you the whole story, but went in before the king. And when it was, even her as queen was not allowed to go into the king without being invited. And she needed an invitation because uh, Mordecai found out the sinister plan of Haman who was going to build all these gallows and annihilate the Jewish people that were in Persia. And she would be one of them. And so Mordecai sent a message to Esther and told her, you've got to go in before the king and, and uh, all this kind of thing. Well, earlier, sometime earlier, and it was written down in the books in the king's chambers, that this Jewish man, and his name was Mordecai, had seen or overheard in the gate a very sinister plan to kill the king. And, and um, Mordecai got word to, was it one of the eunuchs or something? Anyway, they brought that into the kingdom. Well, it got written in the book that a Jewish man named Mordecai had saved the king's life. And then it was just pushed away. And um, so anyway... Yes. And so anyway, the, the king had a dream. I should just read it, but it would take me too long. The king had a dream about somebody, or had a dream, and he went into the big library, the king's library, and he read the and and he started to go through and he opened that book where there was someone who had saved his life. And it really didn't list his name. So he went on to some of his officials and said, who is that man who, who did this? And they said, his name is the, he is the Jew. His name is Mordecai. And, and so that kind of started that bowl, you know, that one running. But anyway, he, Mordecai heard of, got word of how he, uh, Haman was going to kill all the, all the Jews. 
And so he sent word to Esther and told her, you have to go into the king. You have to tell him about this plan of, of Haman. And um, Haman had, it's a, it's a great story. Oh man, you got to read it all because uh, the way it all, it's easy to read. It's a good novel, but it's all the truth. And uh, anyway, it all turns out that, of course, Esther sent word back to Mordecai and said, guess what? I, if I go into the king without being invited, I mean, that can be my head. And so I can't do that. But if you will fast, all the Jews will fast. And if you will pray and do that for three days from this moment on the third day, I will go into the king. And through a story, and she, she, set, uh, she went into the king, and then he, she invited him to uh, a feast that she would give for him and wanted him to invite Haman. And anyway, everything gets twisted around. God moves and twists everything around on Haman, and the very gallows that Haman built to hang Mordecai, the Jew, and many of the Jews, and then go around and kill the rest of them because he had the king's insignia to do it. He was going to do, but it all got turned around. And then he had the dream, the king had the dream. And Esther was one who told him, who I think it was, um, Esther told him about, was asking him questions, but told him about who, what would you do to someone who was going to kill the man who saved your life by overhearing the, what they were going to do to you to assassinate you? What would you do for that man? Because he's been forgotten. And he's, and he said, what was his name? Because I just read about, so she said it was Mordecai. And he said, well, I would put my best robe on his back. I would, you know, give him my sepulcher. I'd give him my best horse that I've ridden through the city with my crest over on his bridle. And he said all these things that he would do for that man who saved his life. And so then, you know, she was excited. Well, then Haman come in and the king started telling him, you know what, there was a man who saved my life through overhearing a, a terrible plot to assassinate me. And no, no, he just said, who honored me? He didn't tell him about that. Who honored me? He came, uh, what would you do to a man who solely honored me and saved my life and everything? And it was, and Haman thought it was him. And so he, he thought he was going to, he had overheard, he thought he was going to get the robe on his back. He thought he was going to get the scepter. He thought he was going to get the horse to ride through the city and everybody would worship him. And he thought all of this. And so when the king got done telling him what he would do for this man he wanted to honor, and Haman thought it was him he was talking about. He said, go get me Mordecai. Well, could, could you imagine Haman's face? And so he went and he had to lead Mordecai through the city. 
on the horse and everybody cheering and all of this. And then after all of that, then Esther told the king. Now Haman was the one that wanted to kill Mordecai and all of the Jews in the, and the king didn't hate the Jews. I mean, I think they were probably a lot of slaves among them and stuff. He didn't, the king didn't hate the Jews. He had no reason to want to kill them. But um, she told him what he was going to do, and then she confessed to him. And I also am a Jew, but he loved her, you know, and she was his queen. So anyway, the Jews to this day celebrate the miracle of the, say again, the saving of the Jewish nation. And that's the main reason they start at, at sundown tonight, which is Hadar, uh, is it 12 or 13? 14. Hadar 14, which is the month in Hebrew, but ours is March. And just because of a few days difference, today marks the beginning of Purim. Now, during Purim, it's a two-day event. And, and they, it's all about being grateful. It's all about being thankful it's, it, it's a Jewish holiday celebrating the miracle of Purim. But also, they don't stop there. They celebrate the miracle of Passover and of the Dead Sea, the Red Sea, and of uh, the plagues. They celebrate the miracle of uh, Hanukkah and of um, uh, the Maccabees. And when the light, you know, was only supposed to burn in the menorah for one day because they only had one jar of oil, but it burned for eight days, which was necessary. for they, These are total miracles, recorded miracles, that they celebrate starting at sundown today. And how they start is they have a prayer of gratefulness that they pray and... and um, worship the Lord, and they pray, and they rejoice. They're so happy. They're excited because they serve the God of miracles, and they um, pray the same prayer tonight at sundown, tomorrow morning when they get up, the families, and, and some go to the synagogue, and they pray this prayer, and then again in the afternoon, late in the afternoon, they pray this prayer, and then in the evening, they all start celebrating and, you know, everybody's seen masquerades, and sometimes they look real wild and crazy, and that's because the devil took hold of that. But you know where ma masquerades got their start? Purim. And you know what? There's, uh, even to this day, they, they wear these masquerade masks on their head. And you know what they're doing? They're celebrating the fact that Esther was a Jew and none of them knew it. God hit her. God hit her that way. And so they kind of masquerade around that exciting miracle. But they, um, they not only celebrate the, uh, the miracle of uh, their deliverance, yeah, from death, but they also celebrate, they believe in this. They said, it's wonderful, and they celebrate all these great miracles that only God can do. And, you know, it's kind of true. If anybody else can meet your need, it's not a miracle. Only God, only God bringing to pass is a miracle. 
You know, sometimes we call so much miracles. But the Jews say, hey, we even celebrate um, uh, small miracles. Well, do they call them small miracles? Um, we even celebrate miracle, lesser miracles, or I think that's what they call them. I think I might have wrote it down. Maybe I didn't. Oh. Um, here's what they call them, everyday miracles. They celebrate everyday miracles, like breathing. That's a miracle to them. Like hearing. That's a miracle to them. Every day that they want to hear. Like talking. That's a miracle. Like uh, walking, seeing. These are miracles that they add to these prayers of gratefulness. And, and they call it a, a celebration. They call it a, a, a festival or a holy day, holiday of miracles. So they don't leave out these everyday miracles. Don't call them small. Rebuke me. They're everyday miracles that we don't think of as a miracle, that we take for granted. How about the miracle of having children? They celebrate that. They celebrate that miracle. Yeah, they celebrate that miracle because it comes from God. Every baby. You know, they celebrate those, these miracles that are every day that we take for granted in this time of Purim. And I thought, what a great thing for us to make known to our children and to really celebrate with our children. But it, it isn't the, only the gratefulness. They call it a, a, a time of gratefulness. And I thought, what is the difference between thanksgiving and thankfulness other than the fact that Thanksgiving has turned into football and turkeys, um, and that of being grateful, because they, in, er, in everything I went in about Perm and Red, it was gratefulness. Their gratefulness. They're so grateful to God. And um, it said in one place, thankfulness is a feeling. Grateful, being grateful is an action. And so that's why they turn it into a two-day, high holy day of fasting and prayer, but actually making their prayers come out with such gratefulness to God for what he provides for them every day. For me, I mean, I'm grateful for sleep. <laughs> Praise God. But you know what? I thought of that. I thought, God, I'm grateful for a good night's sleep. Hallelujah. There's so many things to be grateful for that we don't even think about. And sometimes we wonder why we don't see more miracles. But are we, they're taking time to be grateful for miracles that have been. And Thanksgiving, we're thinking about all the things to be thankful for, maybe in the past, but also being thankful when we worship and praise the Lord, being thankful for what we're believing God for. Oh, let's be thankful for what we're believing God for. And, and that's, that's a good thing too. But they're two different things. But today, y'all, March, and that hit me, March is the month of miracles that even the nation of God's people celebrate 
in March, which is the month of Adar on the Jewish or on the Hebrew calendar. And so it's such a great thing. And I, I want to stir you up to not only daily through the rest of March, be grateful. You wake up in the morning and say, Lord, I'm so grateful that I woke up this morning. I'm so grateful I have breath. What is COVID and all that, that junk try to take from us? Our breath. Our breath. Because our breath is life. Our breath is something God breathed in to us, the breath of life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And, and when you're born, when a baby's born, what do they have to have? They got to have that breath. <gasps> that breath. And then guess what? And, and they're coming out of an area, a place, uh, the womb, where they breathed through the blood oxygen was given to them and life was causing them to grow through oxygen in their blood. And now they're being born and they need to learn to take a breath in this atmosphere. Well, how about when we, when we go to sleep in Christ, when we die, you're, you're, you're going from life in this, in this body, in this house to life in heaven. And you're going to take a breath, but it'll be, I don't know what that'll be like. When we go from knowing how to breathe down here to taking on the breath of life in heaven, it's, I think it's going to be different. But when you leave here, be present with the Lord, it's going to be a whole new way of breathing. Amen. But they're celebrating today all over Israel, and I'm sure all over the world where there, there's Jewish homes, they're celebrating miracles. How much more the church? We're grafted in. The, the Bible says we've been grafted into the vine. We're grafted. We're a part of them. Now, we don't believe like them. Hallelujah. How many are grateful for Thanksgiving? I mean, excuse me, for salvation. Grateful for salvation. Hallelujah. I'm grateful for salvation and all the things that salvation includes. Hallelujah. Deliverance from temporal evil. Oh, can you shout? How many are, are thankful? You know what? Get a revelation of the miracle of salvation that included deliverance from temporal evil. And know it in your heart when something's trying to attack you. I'm delivered from temporal evil. I will not receive this. The miracle of deliverance through salvation, through Jesus laying down his life is mine. Amen? How about, how about soundness of mind? You know, when you don't have soundness of mind, it's a terrible thing. And then we, you know, we have to go or they go to doctors and then they put all this pharmaceutical in your brain and then try to get free from that or straightened out. That's hard. I'm thankful for soundness of mind. Soundness of mind. Put your hand on your head and say, thank you, Lord, for soundness of mind. I have a good memory. I have wisdom of God. Hallelujah. My brain functions perfectly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I rejoice in you, Lord, 
and I am so grateful for salvation that included soundness of mind. How about healing for the body? Salvation included that. Let's be grateful. Let's be grateful that salvation included that. That doesn't mean we don't ever get attacked with sickness, but we deny it's right to stay because I am saved. I've been set free by Jesus. Hallelujah. This body might get attacked with sickness, but I'm not going to lay down and take it. I'm going to start declaring my healing that belongs to me because Jesus took it for me and I will declare it till I rise up. Amen. How about rebirth for the human spirit? Oh, I'm telling you, you should jump to your feet on that one. Rebirth for the human spirit. You're not left in, in uh, the garden and the way Adam was without God. He, he, when he ate that apple, the Bible said he would surely die. He died spiritually. His spirit man was no longer alive to God, his creator. I'm telling you what, you should jump to your feet and thank him and rejoice and be grateful for salvation that you are reborn. Your human spirit is alive unto God. Hallelujah. Alive unto God. Hallelujah. What do people do that don't know the Lord? They're not alive unto him. That's why it's so hard that you can sit down. That's why it's so hard when you get married or as, especially as pastors, and one is saved and one ain't. How do you make two people one? Because they're both not one in God, with God. Only God can make them one. But if you marry someone who isn't saved, and you are saved, that's called being unequally yoked. And it's tough. Why are there so many divorces today? They're either being married where both of them are unsaved or one of them's backslid or both of them's backslid or one of them is saved, one of them is not. I mean, you got all the, and you wonder why, boom, goes the divorce because they're not both one in Christ Jesus and God can't make that union one. So it's a very difficult situation. Aren't you glad you're saved? Aren't you glad for salvation? Aren't you glad for rebirth of the human spirit? And then the fifth thing that we have through salvation, miracle, is eternal life. Yo, I'm talking eternal life. We're not gonna die. Eternal life. Hallelujah. You know what? This body is the last thing that's going to get saved. Our human spirit, when we ask Jesus into our heart, our human spirit got saved. I mean, our spirit got saved. Alive unto God again. Hallelujah. Then we take the word of God and renew our mind to a relationship with Jesus. And our mind gets saved. Our mind, our will, and our emotions get saved, but not without the word. You don't ask Jesus Christ into your heart and repent of your sins. Ask him to come in and repent of your sins and thank him that you're now saved. And then not open up your Bible and get your mind renewed so that your mind and your spirit can flow together. You can't, 
you can be, you can have your spirit be saved, but have no relationship with Jesus if you don't get in the word, because this is where the relationship gets built in fellowship with Jesus, who is the word in fellowship with his word and in fellowship with him. And then when we lay down this body, we go to heaven to, because, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. But then he's bringing us back to pick up these bodies so they will finally be saved. The human body is the last thing to get saved. And, that's, and there's nothing you can do about that. That's going to happen when Jesus comes back to get and unites our spirit, however he clothes us up there, unites our spirit with our body. And will reign for a thousand years. Hallelujah. You know, in the garden, Adam and Eve had no clothes. But you know what they were clothed in? His glory. His glory was around them. And they didn't know they were naked because their glory, God's glory was all around them. And when they sinned, that glory left. And they were naked. They knew they got to cover up. Hallelujah. I don't know why I went off on that, but. Anyway, today is Purim, and we're grafted in. And I, I want uh, the music ministry to come, and I want to rejoice a little. I want to I sing about the goodness of God. I want to sing. What were you going to sing, Brady? The first song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I told them if we didn't have a song, they could put on Waymaker. But you know what? I want you to stand and, and sing praises to God with a heart full of gratefulness. A heart full of gratefulness. Because you know what God told me? He said, if they will join in tonight with the Jewish celebration to be so grateful for the great miracles God has performed, but also the daily miracles that we experience in our lives, he will touch you where you need touching tonight. Where's Brooke? Brooke, I prayed for you and you are going to get a touch in that heart. Hallelujah. We're going to hear about it when the doctors tell you. You know what? We went in to heal that hole in your heart. But you are healed. Hallelujah. Now raise your hand if there's something you've been standing and believing for. And if you've been believing for something, you receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it in your spirit in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And be grateful. Be grateful for the power of the resurrection that God said that we could experience. I want to know God in the power of his resurrection. How about you? Amen. Let's sing. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning services at 8.30 and 10.30. We also have a midweek service on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.